dropping it off, and Matthews is back in, wheeling down that left wing, a shot, he scores! Holy Mackinac! The hat-trick is in the books! There's the shot we're talking about. Leafs Nation postgame, Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick here with you. Gordy, I feel like that's the one we've been waiting for. We've had test runs of it. There were some big wins on the West Coast trip. You had the shutout in Long Island. That's the one you've been waiting for. The bit of a laugher at home. Matthews hat trick. What's not to like after an 8-3 win? Brent, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. <laughs> happy Hanukkah. Happy Boxing Day. Happy Everything. New Year. Happy 28th of December, which is a nondescript day. You're, you know especially at home at home's key at home's key like one of those like uh, you know you're looking forward to tonight's game and arguably arguably if the leafs are to get to where montreal did last year you're taking on the colorado avalanche so a potential stanley cup final i'm not i'm not going there but you know there's there's an element of that and you come out and you kick ass and you kick ass from the word go and then the only you, you get a bit of a blip there's like you know, I, I said, Brent, that last, I, I, I want a Leaf game like last night's Washington-Florida game. That, you know, Florida Panthers at home, down 4-1, score four, third period goals. Everyone goes crazy, which means about half the building. I don't know, whatever. I mean, I cannot <laughs> believe Florida Panther fans are not going out there. And so tonight, it's when, you know, the, the, the only caveat, three-tenths of a second left in a period, uh, I have no idea, but check back statistically. I bet you every team that's given up a goal in three-tenths of a te- seconds left in a period, probably 95% have lost. So Colorado then made it 3-2, and you're thinking, oh, okay, geez, we may, we may have a storyline that's quite different. And then to your point, they kicked ass, and then they kicked ass, and then they kicked ass. And it wasn't just that Colorado made it 3-2. It's, and I know he didn't even really shoot the puck. Someone else kind of used his stick. I think it was Nachuskin who used Kadri's stick to shoot it in. But it was the fact that Kadri made it 3-2. And we've talked so much for years and years and years in this market about whether it's guys who are from this area, whether it's guys who used to play for this team. And, oh, look, Nazem Kadri's kind of both. And he's the guy who gets the 3-2 goal. And you can see a million you've, – you've seen this game play out a million times where it starts to spiral – and they let their foot off the gas. But no, that's not what happens. Less than a minute later, Travis Dermott. Is it is it a knuckle puck? Yes. But did it go in? Yes. And it just, they kind of re-seize control of the game. Tavares gets one more before the period is up. And then, you know, Matthews has his heroics in the third. And it, it, it's just game over. With the fact that they were able to kind of survive that push from the avalanche, because you know it's coming. A team as good as Colorado isn't going to sit there and take it, playing the way they played the first period, especially when they got the goal at the end. There was going to be the pushback, but they kind of absorbed that punch. And, and they didn't just kind of go back into the fight. They punched and punched and punched back. And it was it was just it was so encouraging to see and you know I mean there, there's any number of players we, we can pinpoint but it's just it, it just felt like a rock solid team game up and down the lineup you got the early goal from the fourth line like again it's just pretty much whatever you wanted to see out of this game other than Colorado playing the way you think they can to have that real test you got to see it tonight key phrase you said control the game and Brent you know this road trip like third periods um, your young son, Gordon, very aptly named, is one year old. Um, whether he plays hockey or not down the road, so be it. Had him but, on the ice today. Well, there you go. So, you know, our guy Justin played hockey. Jesse didn't. Our daughter loved if she did, but she didn't. So, 
you have those um, uh, straight time third periods when you have too big a lead. And that's what they've been doing, right? Like that's what they've been doing of late. Like it's weird. Like it's, it's when I say it's, it's almost non-compelling. Well, you and I will be compelling. We always will be compelling. Leafs Nation, post-game, pre-game, every game. Our Sunday show, 1 p.m. Uh, will be uh, Leafs this week. Will be compelling. But it's 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 this sense of purpose, business, and in control, which is your word. So even when they were down three two, you know, because there's that helter skelter when you've had a three nothing lead, and it's three two, and you can read it in a team that oh my god. They are up to use the CBC show Shits Creek, right? And all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, all of a sudden, you know, that's it. It's over. Well, in this case, no, they are in control. The Toronto Maple Leafs are in control. And I, I feel like it was huge. Obviously, it's big for the team. I mean, we we talked. I, I mean, Gord, you you heard me on the post game show all weekend. I, anybody we talked to, I was saying. How much can we take away from this game against Colorado? Because this is as big a measuring stick game as you're going to have. And look, I know it's not quite the game you would have liked. Colorado didn't have their goalie in. Although there being an emergency backup goaltender involved has never uh, has never exactly fared well for the Leafs. So I didn't know how that was going to go. But that was the one thing missing from this, right? You would have liked Colorado to have their, their number one goalie in net. But I mean, we don't. We didn't take the Leafs off the hook last year when when they had Michael Hutchison or when they have Joe Wall in. Like I don't think this game is as simple as Colorado didn't get some saves and the Leafs just took advantage. I, I thought that this was a Leafs team really carrying the play outside of that kind of ten minute stretch where Colorado pushed back. Okay, yo yo yo, young guy, and I say that with total respect. I, <laughs> I do mean that with total respect. About I don't think these games mean anything as far as looking ahead to the playoffs. I don't. I think they're wonderful games. If you have a chance to get tickets to see the Leafs play Colorado, Leafs play the Oilers, looks like Leafs play Calgary, it looks like Leafs play Vegas, whatever the elite teams from the other conference, that is great. That is great. And uh, But I, I, I just think because you, you only play those teams twice, once at home, once away. But I, I, I don't I don't know... Like I, I'll use Montreal. I don't. Montreal's a bad example last year, so I'll just leave it. I'll park it. I'll park it. But the other parts on the Leaf angle against an elite team, Brent, which is what you're saying, you know, totally. And you got Nathan McKinnon is ready to kick ass. First game back, Nazem Kadri, he wants to kick ass 82 times, and he's got money on the table. He's got money on the board. He's got money. Wherever you put money, to, you know, like like he's been back before, but. Just to come back and have a great homecoming. He, he's really a consummate Toronto Maple Leaf. He's a local guy, unlike Dion Phaneuf, unlike Phil Kessel, unlike, well, uh, Tyler Bozak, yeah, as well. Like yeah. from that from that team, from that team. Unlike Morgan Riley, right? Morgan Riley's a, a Western kid, so JVR, uh, yeah, JVR. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Like and uh, Jack Campbell, right? He's, he's an American kid. So I I, I liked with all those storylines that. Oh man, Jason Spets a twelve hundredth game, getting a knowledge, scoring a goal. Like, <laughs> give me a Hallmark Channel twenty seven Christmas movie, okay? <laughs> that is it. Please, let's extrapolate on that. That 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 is my Christmas movie, okay?
Oh, and then and then just to make it make matters even better, it's Matthews is having the night he had. You see the two of them yucking it up on the bench. It's the real kind of you know there we we kind of joke the father son relationship in this league that could legit be a father son relationship in terms of age. There, I know Spets would have to get busy a little early, but I mean they are they're that kind of age ages apart, and it was just great to see it. And yeah, I'm so happy that you know I know that again we talked about it. Twelve hundred is not the nice round number that a thousand is. It's still really special. And for him to get honored at home tonight, again, I know it's not the big ceremony, but for the team to show up and not for him, but to show up on a night that's so so magical to him. And yeah, you, you mentioned it. He caps it all off with a goal. I mean, I think the fact is, and we talked about this earlier on in the season, it's nice that Jason Spezza is the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh story out of the game. It was a problem when he was the first good thing we were pulling out. He's just, and it's not him falling into his role. It's everyone else kind of jumping ahead of him and kind of putting him where he he needs to be on this team and it's just he's still contributing as that I know Richie didn't get in I thought that was the one thing we were going to see tonight Matthews is scoring even Kadri's great I really thought we were getting a Richie goal Gord because I feel like that would have completely brought the house down well I think we're okay Nick Richie can figure out his role I don't he doesn't need a pity role it'd be wonderful to get an overtime goal or a game-winning goal whatever but you know it's um yeah, you're so you're so like first of all, you and I are kind of like Spezza and Matthews, okay? Like that kind of <laughs> veteran and and rookie laden, very positive relationship. I even and got the I'll, mustache. Well, you got a better mustache than Matthews, and I and I got to tell you, <laughs> I got to think that I think Movember got him out of a trap. I think he talked about a great interview with Christine Simpson about a week ago or two weeks ago or ten days ago, whenever with Austin Matthews, and he kind of grew the mustache. He was out with some trip with buddies who all had mustaches. His mustache is terrible. Okay, it's a terrible mustache. And he acknowledged that. It's gotten better, but it's still terrible. And I think he was looking for a way out. So I think, what a great way out. <laughs> Use reverse Movember. Get 134000 which he blew through that in pledges. Anyone who gave 134 bucks got it. Think, I think it's an autographed picture from him. So yeah, I think so. Good on him. He said he felt he looked like 16. I thought he looked like a million dollars. I just thought he looked great. I don't know. He didn't suit a mustache. Sidney Crosby can't grow facial hair in the playoffs. Wendell Clark could, you know, and there's others that can. So anyway, without the mustache, uh, Austin Matthews, I think he's back on the Rocker. The Rocker Richard Trophy, his mustache was killing him. Who would have known that? Who would have known? On track. He's I back think he's on track. I think he's back on on pace for 46 goals. It's amazing how quick that number's change. You know, we're sitting there going, oh, is this going to be the lowest goal scoring season of his career? No. No, it's not. He he didn't forget how to shoot the puck in the net. He's still still very capable of that. And I have to be honest, you you know me. I always I'm I'm a very positive, hopeful person, but I also kind of always expect the worst is about to happen. Like when I saw that e-bug goalie in the building tonight, I had a bad feeling. Obviously, I was wrong. When I saw Matthew shaved his mustache after scoring three goals in three straight scoring in three straight games, I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? At least wait until you cool down. Clearly, he knows 
way better than me what's going on because he gets forget three goals in three games how about three goals in one night tonight so yeah I uh, I I love it he he looks spry he looks young and yeah I thought he was gonna have the uh the four goal game he had he had uh, early on tonight but I mean you know we're, we're kidding here a little but I think it's really important for him to have this game you know he's had two goal games he's definitely been coming out of it but he needed to have that kind of statement game of yeah I am Austin Matthews and yeah I'm hunting you down Dreisaitl and Ovechkin for that Rocket Richard trophy yeah, it's it's interesting. Like his his that game you're talking about is his first game of his NHL career in Ottawa, right? The four goals, yep. and so I concur. I concur, and we're going to talk about it this Sunday much more. But I got to tell you that Austin Matthews remark to Gordon Miller, and it's uh, there's no shot at Gordon Miller. He asked a very good question about the five on five criticism, and I love his response because first of all. Austin Matthews or any any player can take uh, exception to what I say or Brent Gunning says or anybody says. I didn't hear you say it. I certainly have not said it. Okay, about, you know, the five on five, you know what? It's like getting your performance review at the end of the year. And you go in and some picky little twerp says about the five and you go, he's Austin Matthews. Shut up. Okay, we sign off. All is good. The five-on-five five crap, get four better players to play with him. He's Austin Matthews. He's Patrick Kane. He's Sidney Crosby. He's Alex Ovechkin. He's Connor McDavid. Whatever the names may be, stop being picky with that crap, okay? And I loved his response about it because I I, I don't think I no one should take it personally, but, but, but this is what, you know, I'm trying to balance analytics and statistics with the eyeball test. And that's one of the things that pissed me off, this kind of thing. Like, seriously, five on five? Okay, let him go. You kidding me? Austin Matthews? <laughs> Arguably. And I love Dave Keon. I know him. I know all the other guys. Arguably the greatest Toronto Maple Leaf player ever. Yeah, there's a really, really good chance he goes down as that. I think we all know he knows what he has to do to kind of be that guy. There's a big, uh, shiny silver mug. We would all love to see him drink out of it one day, and that's what it's going to take. But in terms of just, I mean, I, I don't have the, you know, I can't go back to Keon. I can't go back to Salming. I go back to Sundin. I can go back to Gilmore. I can go back to Clark. That's the best guy I've ever seen do it in blue and white. Brett, and I, those are good guys. Those are good yeah. comparables. Those are those are really, they like, like Keon isn't better than those guys, okay? It's all about great Toronto Maple Leafs, and you see the banners up there and that. He has a chance. He's got to stay. And yep. uh, he'll stay, uh, the chance of him staying more so if you have a great foundation and team and winning environment, you know, whatever. It's my opinion. And that and he has that chance. So uh, I, uh, Dave Keon never got asked about five-on-five five goals. Neither did Wendell, <laughs> neither did Boria. Neither did whoever, and they're in the Hall of Fame. Wendell's not, but Wendell is in the Leaf Hall of Fame, right? So, For sure. So that that that's just the one, you know. That that's why I liked his reaction. I like it. I like. First of all, I don't want sound bites anymore. I hate stupid criticism. I hate stupid thoughts. That's what I like. Nylander taking accountability weeks ago, and I like I like this young leadership group kind of getting a handle on. Okay, we don't need to speak in sound bites and say the usual crap. Also, we don't need to hide. Let's come out and just talk. Like Jeff Molson does a great job with that in Montreal. He doesn't do it often, but very credible with the fans, right? Just come out and yep. shoot the bleep. That's all they want. This isn't this isn't open heart surgery. This isn't your finances about your retirement plan. This, you know, like it's sports, okay? It's sports. And and and, and let's put it in that context. 
and that's exactly the that's exactly the mindset that you have to have playing in this market. I mean, we don't need to go back and rehash everything that happened this summer and, you know, the way Marner kind of reacted to criticism, the way guys in this market have in the past. I think you need to have a few Austin Matthews on your team, a few William Nylanders on your team to be like, oh my God, relax guys, it's hockey. Like we have been great at it our whole lives. As long as we continue to put in the work and take it seriously, we will be great at it again going forward. Like it's the it's exactly the perfect kind of attitude I think you need to have. And yeah, the little flippant nature I think it's it's perfect for for him tonight you know another guy with an awesome game he's kind of the the opposite uh, end of the spectrum much more serious than Matthews John Tavares you know a lot of people were talking about him who knows what he'd be coming off the injury the way last year ended for him is this guy going to be even in the conversation for Team Canada oh he's in the conversation he's at more than a point per game now and all of a sudden you know the uh, John Tavares demise was uh, a little over reported I think I think Travis Dermott's in the conversation after for Team Canada. <laughs> I'm getting, yeah, no, it's it's like the whole point about what John Tavares was all about and what he brings. I think was exemplified tonight. And 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 like again, that that like again, I I I, I hesitate. We keep going to game eighty three. We got to acknowledge this team's thirteen two and zero in their last fifteen games. So we got to acknowledge that is significant. So. I'm in the dog park today, which I am quite a bit, Brent. And there's some guy who I chat with quite a bit. And he's a normal guy. I'd say he's in his 30s. And he okay. starts asking about the Leafs, the West Coast trip. Then he says, you know something? I'm not watching, and I don't intend to watch the playoffs. Like, I'm interested. He goes, am I normal? And I don't think he's normal, but I think he's a faction. You know what I mean? Like, he is, like, sure. like he, yeah. And, and, and so... You know, we're going to carry on uh, and we're going to do our Sunday show, which is going to kick ass. You know, talking about the Leafs this week, looking back, looking ahead and many other things. And all you can do is a regular season. And from the time where we were very honest and concerned and it looked looked very dire and to their credit, and we'll try to figure it out. I think they'll try to figure out how did they turn it around. It's unbelievable how they've turned it around so far. And hopefully it keeps going in that direction. So all they can do as we follow them, is to have games like they did on that West Coast trip and then a game at home like tonight where they kick butt with a team that's as favored for the Stanley Cup as any other team in the NHL, Brent. Just an awesome night. Like, sometimes we come on here and I try to have, like, a really interesting point about, you know, it was the way they – tonight was just fun. Tonight was awesome. Matthews is snapping in wristers. They flashed up a wonderful board on the broadcast that you know I loved about Michael Bunting and and his prowess with Austin Matthews. I think he's definitely found a home there. I mean, it, that was just that was just one of those nights. You know, you're a fan of any team, and hey, when the team is as good as this Leafs team has been on this stretch, you're going to have a few of these. But you don't get a ton of these nights a year. And honestly, that's just that's my big takeaway. Enjoy it. If you're listening to this in the morning, you're waking up having some coffee enjoy it if you're cruising around just enjoy it soak it all in because nights like this even for teams this good don't come around all that often no no absolutely and it's you know and again i'm I'm trying to figure things out and it's a fourth the andre cachet his injury but like these new guys like are they so the right guys because early on you know it was all about nick ritchie who still has not found the role that was expected but he seems to have found a role but without a cachet the last couple of games, but up till then, and bunting and camps, you go, 
wow, have they found, and I'm not sure your age, but have they found the 2021 version of the Berg Zezel Osborne liners? Mm. So, you know, you know, one of those kind of lines that's really, like, because before this, we never really had it, right? You had different, you had Matt Martin was there for toughness. You had Freddie the Goat. God, I was tired of Babcock talking about the Goat. Good you know, man. you know, he's a good man. Yeah. You know, Andreas Janssen, Kasperi Kapanen, uh, third liners, wanting you know, wanting and getting second line money. That's not a shot at them. So having to go somewhere else. So, you, you, you know, you, you never really, you know, you know, Kerfoot, third line center, who's no longer a third line center. He's the thriving top six winger. You know, just, just trying to find that mix. And I think, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing the, how important that I think, I think so far because of the defensive hockey and that, how important that component is. So there are a couple things you mentioned there that I that I want to get in here uh, before we before we wrap up tonight. One, you mentioned Kerfoot. There was a play, I think it was in the first period, and sometimes you just see little moments from guys that kind of show off a skill that you knew they had, but it was nice to kind of get a real measuring stick. Him and Makar, now granted, Makar had to turn around, but but Kale McCarr is as fast a player as there is who's not Connor McDavid in this league. And Kerfoot beats him out in a race over basically half of the ice. And it's just, you see a moment like that from a player who you watch Kerfoot all the time. You know he's speedy. You know he can get around. But I saw him beat out McCarr in a race. And it's it's just kind of one of those little wow moments of like, wow, he's, he's really fast. Great observation because, you know, Brent, those are the little things that, you know, down the road if you do an ESPN 30 for 30, right? No, no, it, like in all serious, I watched a great one about the 1986 New York Mets when you weren't born, but it was a four-parter, and so many little things came in, like how Keith Hernandez would correct, Gary Carter would be gully G, come out, here's whatever, but Keith Hernandez would whisper in the ear from first base what to do for the pitcher, like all, like all these subtle little things that you never see. And some shows successfully go behind the scenes, about these kind of things, but they matter. And you're absolutely right. These are the kind of things. And the other time we talked about, you know, the back and forth, was it Kerfoot with the Elander for the empty netter? Do I have it right? Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but about understanding Kerfoot saying, okay, this guy took it out of the zone, okay? He's giving me an empty netter. Um, I really don't need apples. He needs apples, okay? My, you know, whatever, like he's got 6.9, he held out all that crap. <laughs> and in like half a second, he figured that out. Like we're talking a nondescript empty net goal in a game they already won and they're piling on. And that's what I'm liking. I'm liking, to your point, what you talked about, what you articulate about, like, like, like think about life. Think about life. And you got friends and you got workplace things and it's something nobody else saw that always says, you know what, this person did me a solid, personally or professionally. You know, I mean, it's everything in life, and sports really mirrors life. So I, I love, I love your example that way. Oh, th- well, thank you, Gord. And let me throw just one more kind of anomaly at you. It's funny, you know, we sit here and talked about how locked down defensively this team has been, and maybe the game got away from them a little bit tonight, but another really solid effort. Who has been, okay, outside of Jack Campbell, it feels like the one guy we have talked about being the defensive anchor of this team, at least in terms of identity. They finally got that third-line checking center in David Kampf. 
he is the only Leaf who's a minus tonight. Richie, Joey Anderson, they're even. Everybody else is pluses. David Camp is a minus, and that is just one of those funny things. Like, I guarantee you it doesn't bother him one bit. They got a big win against Colorado, but it's just so funny that the guy who has been at the heart and soul of this team's defense, aside from Jack Campbell, is the only guy who ends up a minus tonight. Yeah, I don't. I, I I don't like plus minus. I I I really. Or excuse me. I think plus minus is a tool. I don't go overboard on it. And you know, you mentioned Jack Campbell. And again, I'm not trying to throw the warning bell out there. Mm. We were not expecting this kind of goal. Like 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 I like. First of all, I would argue for Jack Campbell for the Vesna Trophy, and I would argue Jack Campbell for the Hart Trophy because the Hart Trophy has that caveat most valuable to his team. Okay which I could never vote for McDavid or, or Drysaddle because they got each other on that same team. <laughs> but that's, you know, a part about that kind of goaltending. And, you know, in Minnesota a couple of years ago, Brent made a trade for Cam Talbot because they said, yep. we've got to get solid goaltending game in, game out. They've done that. Now, Toronto traded for Jack Campbell to be a solid backup goaltender. So he's giving them solid goaltending and then some. And I got to hope he can continue. Peter Morazek was back skating, practicing, hopefully is the best of Peter Morazek. Joe Wall, who seems to play better at the NHL than the AHL, <laughs> is that because that is the one thing. And I, and again, Jack Campbell, I love you. It was it, it was by the slimmest of margins, but you, Toronto got out goaltended in the playoffs last year. Okay, they just did. They, you know, Freddie got significantly out-goaltended in the playoffs in previous years. And that's been, again, when we get to game number 83. But I am like you are. You're, you're bigger than me about it. I got to, you know, we got to enjoy games one through 82. Or not enjoy it if they suck. But they don't right now. They're, they're like, they're as good a team as the NHL. Like Carolina and Florida were the teams. And they're not. Toronto and Washington, the teams are not. Washington had a tough defeat last night to Florida. But... Yeah, I mean, that, that's where it is. That's where it is. So that's great. All, all the early stuff, you know, and in and, and Brent, how can you measure? We'll talk about it ad nauseum over the summer, how the tough journey at the start and whatever else they did over the 82 games, how did it factor in preparedness for the playoffs, playoff success? Please, please, please give us playoff success. But until then, I will gladly enjoy an 8-3 win against the Colorado Avalanche. We've barely talked about the fact that Kasha hasn't been in the lineup, and that is a great, great thing. Uh, Gord, a absolute blast. As you've been mentioning, me and you, new show. That's right. Leafs Nation going so well, they said, give us some more. We need more Leafs Nation. So the Leafs this week, that's going to be every Sunday, 1-2 to two on the fan. Uh, and then, you, of course, you can find it wherever you get your podcast. Three stars of the night shocker Austin Matthews John Tavares and William Nylander before we step aside tonight Gord we're going to hear from Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe Sheldon I know it's, it's no, nowhere as easy as it looks but is it nice to have a game like that tonight where you kind of jump all over yeah I liked our start for sure we, we felt we needed to you know to start quickly in the game <clears throat> and obviously playing with the lead is important always but especially against this team so yeah, to build the lead that we did um, was great to see. I thought we moved the puck really well in that first period, gave us a chance to get after them and, and get a chance to attack their net. So yeah, it's nice to get that lead and start quick. What did you think in the third shot once you're able to get over that hump in the second? You went ahead of the pressure on Jack and really put them away. 
Yeah, you know what? I mean, I, I think I don't think it was an eight-three game. If I'm being honest, I, you know, I played against a, a really good team tonight. That you know, they had some adversity before the game with their goaltending, and I thought we capitalized on that. I think that that maybe makes the game feel a lot different than it than it really was. I thought it was a lot closer than that, but also. Um, it's a it's a tough game. I can imagine on their side, you know that uh, pucks are going in the net like that. Um, so you know I like I liked a lot of things about our game here today, but I I don't leave the game feeling like we dominated or anything like that at all. You know, in fact, you know they had the puck they had the puck quite a bit. I thought we defended well as a group. The things that we really wanted to focus on, uh, you know, especially our defensive zone because we knew that they were going to spend a lot of time in our end. You know, as they normally do, and we that was important for us to be good there. I was happy with the job we did. For the most part, we we uh, limited them to you know point shots and tips and rebounds and things of that nature. And and uh, against a team of that quality, we'll take that. Versus, you see them pick teams apart pretty good in the offensive zone. So I thought we defended well there. But you know, I, I think the score is not necessarily indicative of the the game itself. Yeah, he's day to day. He just came in today, uh, stiff from practice yesterday to the point that he wasn't comfortable or they weren't comfortable allowing him to skate. So we'll see how he is after day off. That uh, well today and tomorrow now, um, but it's, it's minor, I guess is what we would say at this point. So we're hoping he's going to bounce back. What stood out to you about the way Austin uh, built his hat trick tonight? Um, I, I just thought, first of all, I thought that line <clears throat> really moved the puck really well. Uh, we're really good down below the hash marks. So those first two goals are just, you know, they're really good sequences by that line. Just uh, unbelievable passes by Mitch Marner in both cases and elite finishes there. And then, you know, on, on the third one, <clears throat> you know, he gets in alone. It's good. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty good shot, you know, and kisses the post and, and goes in. Um, it's nice to see. I know he's had some of those looks this season that just haven't gone in for him. Those are the ones you're used to seeing go in for him. Uh, so certainly, you know, for him to get it, get it, and it to be the one that finishes off the hat trick here on home ice is, is nice to see. Are you seeing more and more of the facilitative things from Bunting as it pertains, like specific to those two players? Yeah, I thought he <clears throat> he did a lot of really good things off the puck today in terms of working for check. I mean, the first goal, he's on it. He gets the first touch, if I remember correctly, and changes sides on it, um, and ends up kind of, you know, going going to, to Mitch and then back to Austin. Um, good example of you know, that type of game that we need from him. I looked at it; he comes away with three assists in the game. But there's maybe nothing, you know, that really stands out in terms of how he got those. But you know, he's a part of those sequences that are leading to goals, so he's contributing in his own way, and that's what that line needs. When things are going as well as they are for the team. Do you get concerned about complacency? Do you feel like you have to guard against that, or is the mindset there completely from the well, I think the fact that we've gotten to this point and, and things have have rolled the way they have, uh, the guys themselves have done a good job of managing that. You know, in ensuring that that uh, we just stay on it. Um, so, am I concerned about it? No. Be because the players themselves have, have done a really good job here of late, but at the same time, you know, there's a number of things that we can still do a whole lot better, and uh, we're just going to continue to do that. You know, we're going to enjoy the day off tomorrow. The players very much need a day off and a day away to 
to recover. I think we're still very much recovering from that road trip. Uh, so tomorrow's an important day for us, but as a staff, we, we've, we've already got a, you know, a number of things that we're, we want to look at tomorrow and, and look to work at in practice and help us prepare for Minnesota. Is there an update on how Cash's skate went this morning? Yeah, really well. Uh, so I'm expecting he'll continue to progress into, into practice, but I don't know that for certain, but that was the plan, and he went through and really pushed himself hard today and, and uh, came away positive. I really like Joey Anderson's game, yeah. He, he was strong on the puck uh, in terms of him having it and just fighting his way through traffic. He generated a few shots. He's around the net. Uh, strong off the puck too, won some battles and got the puck back for us. Uh, so yeah, I thought uh, you know from what I was looking to see from him, I thought he delivered that and uh, fitted well on that line. Yeah, you know it's just one of these <clears throat> situations with a lot of these guys that come over. You know they they come over because they want to get a, a look in the NHL and get a you know get a chance to to play in the league and doesn't always go as smooth as they, you know, had hoped or, or what have you. And, and then the organization has always been really good about working with guys, you know, on this. Uh, if it's not going, you know, the way that they liked, it's particular for the Russian players coming from the KHL. I mean, they, they leave some pretty good situations there. You know, so, you know, so uh, uh, Semi and his camp just, I think it was on the flight home, but from L.A. just kind of let us know that they, they'd like to head back. And you know, Kyle was supportive of that. You mentioned the players need a day off, and you also mentioned that the staff's going to be not completely off tomorrow, but can you enjoy a day? It's been a long run. You haven't been home with the family. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll be away, but, you know, we all take our computers with us and make sure that we get ahead of the next day. So that's really all we'll be doing. Each of us has our own little assignments that we do, um, you know, so it's not uh, going to be overloaded. But it is an important day for, for us as a staff, and, and we focus on players and coaches, but trainers, equipment staff, I mean – this is, this, is, this is a long run for, the, for everybody here, so it's a very important day for, for our entire organization. All right, there is the Leafs head coach following an 8-3, yes, 8-3 win at home over the Colorado Avalanche. Gordo, that was a ton of fun. Uh, thanks so much, and uh, we'll be back when the Leafs are back. Yeah, we've got a couple of games this week. I'm looking forward. Thanks, Brent. There he goes. Gord Stellick, Brent Gunning. You've been listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan.